Hey friend, as another year comes to a close, do you find yourself asking again, where did the time go? Good question. Where did it go? Where did you spend your time that really mattered? Where did you spend your time that didn't matter in the moment, let alone the days, weeks, or months later? More than likely, you can list a lot of ways you didn't spend it wisely. But we're not here for a guilt trip about all the shoulda, woulda, couldas of the past year. We're about looking ahead to how God calls us as Christian women, who also happen to be juggling a lot in midlife and business, to invest it moving forward. And that goes well beyond what our human calendars even measure, meaning into eternity. So today, on our 200th episode, let's celebrate all we've learned together by looking at what His Word says that redeeming the time in your life and business really means. So that way, a year from now, you won't have regrets because you know you've invested it wisely. Ready to open up your heart and calendar today? Good. Let's dive in. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use His truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar, because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? The mentorship program reinforced my belief in putting God first and planning alongside Him. It was one thing I focused on during the 12 weeks. My with God time has increased from 10 to 20 minutes by the end of the program in my morning routine alone. Through the program, I built my habit system on Google Calendar, which helped automate my chores and reduce the likelihood of doing them at the last minute. Additionally, I'm able to identify where I can schedule the recurring tasks to avoid stress. With a greater intention to spend time with my family, my husband commanded that I'm more committed. My life and time now are purposeful and systematic. 
I have a system from Lisa to organize my life with God. This system is invaluable because it helps hold all the main areas of one's life together. It's practical, and I can apply it in every season of my life with God. Hey, friend! Did you hear that in Jana's voice? That's the power of investing your time with God. Not only has it helped her to put God first in her day, so she's planning her time right along with Him, it's also helped to alleviate the stress of drop balls and miscommunication and unmet expectations. And I love that her family is noticing the difference and feeling the effects in how she uses her time too. Plus, Jana now has a system to hold all eight areas of attention together in any season, with faith at the center, resulting. In a life and time that's purposeful, because isn't that the goal? Living with purpose, His purpose, not wasting the time you've been given, and adding to the stress of things forgotten by not having a solid foundation and a system with which you prioritize your time. Let me ask you: How would your life and time look different if you had a faith-centered system and the support you need to redeem it for what truly matters, not only in this season? But also in light of eternity, I'm excited for the women who've already stepped into the redeemed midlife CEO to take not just their knowing, but more importantly, their doing and not doing to the next level over the next 12 months. They are leaving busyness behind to experience the fruitfulness of investing time with other like-minded women who are also wanting to faithfully build a life and business that glorifies God. And there's still room for you, especially. If you're a CEO who doesn't wait till January 1st to decide, starting January 1st, we'll be diving into biblical truth, time management tools, a personal growth journey, and business strategies and systems to change everything about where our time goes, and harvest the fruit of it as we increase our impact and income for His glory. In fact, tis the season to be jolly and generous. So, as my gift to you, when you apply to the Redeemed Midlife CEO. Before the ball drops on New Year's Eve, I am offering $500 off the painful option, or I'll make your first month free if you choose the payment plan. Either way, I believe this will be the best investment of time and money that you will make in the next year as a busy Christian entrepreneur, and your results will show it. But if I know you, you've got a lot on your holiday to-do list to get ready for hosting and toasting with family and friends. Plus. You're probably winding things up down for the fourth quarter in your business, so you can fully unplug with those you love. So, right now, before you get distracted by the twinkling lights, the jingling bells, or the shiny objects, go to redeemhertime.com/coaching to submit your application, and give yourself and your business the best gift ever. And you'll have one more thing to write off this year. So, you can find all the details when you go to redeemhertime.com/coaching, and then. I'll reach out if, aka when, you're approved with that code to save $500. Plus, I'm going to connect you with some fantastic bonus resources, so that way you'll be ready to rock with us when the new year rolls around. Ho ho! I'll hold while you do that, and then we'll dive into this, our 200th episode. Okay, got your application in? I can't wait to go read it and approve it because I know how you long to redeem your time. And make better use of it, especially as you look at the past. And I get it; you've probably been in default mode a lot over the past year, reacting to who and what crossed your path, and giving your time to the tyranny of the urgent. 
you've put out fires, calmed chaos, and fixed problems. But looking back, how much of your time was truly spent on what mattered and what still matters now? And more importantly, what will matter 10 or 100 years from now? Now, before you go and give yourself a guilt trip of what you coulda, woulda, shoulda done, or what you shouldn't have done, let me save you the time, because you can't go back in time and change anything. But you can focus on redeeming the time moving forward and use it for his glory. Not to check off those boxes and feel good about what you've accomplished, but to prepare yourself and those he brings across your path for eternity. That, my friend, is when we'll have time without limits with him. And time invested in what lasts is the only kind of time that is truly well spent. But how do you know that when you have how do you do that when you have a lot on your plate as a busy Christian woman juggling all the things in life and business and everything in between in midlife? I'm so glad you asked. Let's see what he has to say about it and then how to do it. But before that, I want to look ahead for a minute to give us a different perspective than what you may be experiencing at the end of a year with some regret when it comes to your time and the fruit of it. Imagine that you've been truly redeeming your time, aka making the best use of it over the next year. How will your life and business look different one year from now when you're looking back on 2024, knowing that your time was invested where it truly mattered to build his kingdom with God? It will be abundantly beyond all we could ask or imagine. To him be the glory. Wow, that gives me holy ghost goosebumps just thinking about it. So let's dive into how to do that before any more time gets away from us. As I was prayerfully considering what to focus on for this 200th episode, that's a pretty epic milestone we've reached together, don't you think? 200 times sharing about how God is at work through our time. Over 20,000 women have downloaded an episode and put it in their earbuds and heard what God says, not just what the world says. I can't wait till we get to 100,000 downloads because think of the impact that will have. So let's celebrate along the way. Speaking of which, would you push pause right now and go leave a written review on Apple Podcast? That's how more busy Christian midlife women, especially those who are entrepreneurs, can find the show and know it's for them just like it's been for you. Just give it five stars and share what's made a difference for you. I might even do a surprise drawing for anyone who leaves a review between now and the end of the year. Hint, hint. Okay, sorry for that pause in the middle of my thought. So back to me prayerfully considering what to focus on for this 200th episode. I couldn't help but circle back to what all of this is built on, redeeming your time. Most likely, you've got Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 memorized by now, either because you've heard it so often from me, or you've got the Redeem Her Time screensaver on your phone because you're a member of the community. But if not, let me quote it again to set the stage, because this is the crux of what I believe God has to say about our time. And I'd rather you listen to his words than just mine, right? Here it is. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time, because these are difficult days. Difficult days. Ah, we all know what those are. The endless duties, demands, and distractions, the things we feel pulling on us from the world around us, and also from the enemy around us. He wants to keep us distracted from what matters. Anyone experienced a few difficult days this year? And probably we get the whole look carefully and not as unwise but as wise part. As in, not filling ourselves or our time with the things of this world, as the context of those verses points out. But that phrase, redeeming the time, or in some translations, making the best use of time, what exactly does that mean? 
Does that mean getting more done in less time? Or checking more off our lists we feel more accomplished? In the world's eyes, yes. And they call it productivity. But that's not what Paul had in mind when you look at the context of Ephesians 5, 15-16. Because he just spent four and a half chapters talking about the with God life and eternity after this life. Not about how to succeed in life in the here and now. In fact, I came across an article that shares four ways not to redeem the time that was recently published by the Gospel Coalition. I thought this might serve as a good way to check in with ourselves and our time. Are you ready? Number one, we don't redeem the time by neglecting Christ himself. You see, redeeming the time isn't about better calendar management, but about living faithfully in light of the fact that Jesus came to save us so that we can be redeemed which is what Paul spent the previous four chapters before that talking about. He is to be the focus of our life and time as the one in whom all things hold together. Number two, we don't redeem the time by trusting in our own abilities. As Christians, we are not called to embrace the world's ways, such as the power of positive thinking, as if by trusting in ourselves, we can release some inner power. No, because of our sin, we cannot muster up much on our own, but rather, We are in need of spiritual rebirth, and then we are empowered by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives to be led by Him to wisely focus our time. Number three, we don't redeem the time while living in sin. Rather than how we used to live before Christ, filled with the things of this world, as Christians, we are now called to be set apart as we recognize, understand, and resist the dangers of sin. Our time should no longer be spent on gratifying the flesh, which takes us away from God, but on being filled with the Spirit and letting Him work in us the process of sanctification towards personal holiness. And number four, we don't redeem the time by fixating on worldly goals. Allowing Him to be Lord and being filled with the Spirit means our ultimate goal should not be in our personal accomplishments to build our influence or finish our next project, which we know will not last and will be forgotten by generations to come, but rather in building his kingdom, which will last beyond the here and now into eternity. That, my friend, is how those who have not said yes to the with God life spend their time. Sounds like a lot of time spent foolishly, right? That is the unwise path. But what about the wise path? What does it look like to redeem our time by investing it differently because we do know him? Good question. And guess what? His word had an, has an answer for that too. In fact, I don't think it was by accident that I was reading in Colossians the other day as I'm working my way through the New Testament, and this phrase, redeeming the time, popped out at me in a different passage. Here's what it says in Colossians 4, verses 5 through 6. Walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Don't you love how consistent God's word is and how it helps to teach us? This passage mentions wisdom again, but did you notice? Wisdom about what? How to reach 10K months, get more engagement, or create a new offer? How to invest in your marriage, launch kids well, or care for aging parents? What about how to keep up with the laundry, organize the paperwork, or keep the floors clean? Not that any of those things are bad, but in the eternal scheme of things, are they ultimately the best use of our time? The specific way to redeem the time that Paul is talking about here is wisdom in how to speak with them that are without. I love that phrase, not that I like their state, because in other words, those who have not yet said yes to the with God life, they are without him. 
He says that redeeming the time is about having the wisdom in what to say and how to say it so that they will hear. How to talk to them. But talk to them about what? About the kingdom and his invitation to be part of it. About no longer being without God, but being with God. Ultimately, that is what our time should be focused on. Sharing the truth and building the kingdom. That is making the best use of our time. And that is done in the context of our lives here on earth through our words and actions, in our relationships, in our homes, in our communities, and in our businesses. So what is your time ultimately focused on? Are you truly redeeming your time the way those living the with God life are called to? Are you sharing the invitation and the difference it makes with others? Now, that doesn't mean you have to talk about Jesus 24-7. But as believers, ones who have been transformed from the inside out, We ought to shine as a light in a dark world through all we do with our time. And that means how we build our lives and businesses. But how often do we fill our time with seemingly good things versus the truly giving God the glory things? Likely, you're familiar with 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God, which includes how we use our time. But it's possible to fill our time with things we think will give God glory, but in reality, only fuel the flame of busyness in our lives. We might even make excuses for our busyness because it's filled with activities and commitments that appear to be godly, like attending every church event, volunteering for numerous activities, taking on too many ministry roles, participating in too many studies, or even overly serving our family, friends, and business clients. Even good things can become more distraction than devotion more duty than delight. Because the issue is not just in what we do, but why we do it, especially if it's to look good to him or to others. And then suddenly, our seemingly honorable motivation to accomplish God-glorifying things is exactly what is keeping us from being obedient to his greatest commands to love God and love others the way he has called us to. According to Breaking Free from Busyness, Our overloaded schedules may be filled with the things we hope will give God glory, but those things can take us away from rest, family, and spiritual disciplines, ultimately distracting us from what God has truly called us to. So, let's pause to consider a few things about our time. Are you currently using your time for God's glory above all else or for your own? What is your motivation for what you do in your work, your tasks, your roles? Are you doing too much? and for the wrong reasons? And how much of your time is spent sharing the truth of the gospel and pointing those who are without God to him? When he is truly on the throne of our hearts, it will be reflected in how we use our time. And when it really comes down to it, what's it all for anyway? What's the goal of the time we spend here on earth? What's the finish line of this race we call life? To complete one more project? To organize one more folder? To get the laundry all put away? No matter how much time you give those things, none of that will matter in the end. The finish line is eternity with God. So are you running this race as if that's the goal? I don't know if you're a runner, but I remember telling my hubby, who was a high school and collegiate cross-country champion, that I would only run if someone was chasing me, which is probably not a good plan since I certainly would be quickly caught by whomever that was. But anyway, one day I drove past a sign advertising a 5K, so I decided I was going to run. I googled a couch to 5k training program and faithfully checked the boxes till the day of the race. And even though it was my first time running with anyone besides my two boys, whom, might I add, I dragged along with me, and 
went on to be high school champions and even won a professional triathlete. Thanks, Mom. I didn't run with no goal in mind. I ran to cross that finish line. And I didn't stop or get distracted on another path until I did. And to my surprise, I not only got a participation award, but I got another award for placing in the top for my age group. Now, sure, I wasn't expecting that prize, but I did run for the prize of finishing the race and doing my best along the way. But what if the race had no prize at the end? Or what if it finished at a dead end? All that training and pain would have been for naught. Thankfully, that's not the reality as followers of Christ. We do not run towards a goal that has no prize or finish line. We are running a race that finishes in eternity. And the prize is everlasting life, time forever with God. And so running with the end in mind is what will keep us going when the race feels long and we experience those difficult days. But I get it, because living in this world, it's easy for us to forget what we're running towards. It's easy to get busy or distracted by the crowds or the landscape and fix our eyes on what's around us that's temporary rather than what's in front of us, which is eternal. And then we can end up spending our time in this life consumed by things that will ultimately fade away when the race is over. Is that redeeming our time? So instead, we run the race of today and tomorrow and the next day and the next in light of that day, the day when we will cross the finish line and see our Savior face to face. The day it talks about in Revelation 21, verses 3 through 5, which says, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things will have passed away. For behold, he will make all things new. Eternity with God in that place. That's what this race is headed towards. And I don't know about you, but when I get to the end, to the finish line of my life here on earth, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So let me ask, are you living today in light of that day? Is time spent in every decision, conversation, and interaction pointing you and others forever with him? Are we redeeming the time by inviting others by our words and actions to join us in the journey with eternity with God as our goal? When we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we live with eternity in mind and let go of what is temporary to focus on what will last. And we don't feel guilty about the coulda, shoulda, woulda that we would have done with our time, but rather we're encouraged and compelled to use our time for his glory and to build his kingdom and no longer let busyness distract us from our future inheritance, time forever spent with him. So I cannot end this 200th episode without asking the question, have you said yes to the with God life? Or are you still without him? Either way, you will run the race of life with all its challenges here on earth, but the prize at the end of it will be very different based on what you choose now. Accept his invitation to the with God life, only made possible by Jesus' death on the cross for the sin that separates you from God, and commit to truly making the best use of your time on this earth, aka redeeming it, to share his kingdom invitation in everything you do. Friend, I pray this milestone episode is a milestone in your life to shift your heart's perspective on the purpose of your time and to shape how you use it in the context of building your with God life and business. Speaking of which, may I pray for you? Dear Father, we come to you, the author and perfecter of our lives and our time, and we confess that we waste a lot of time on worthless things that are of no comparison to you and spending eternity with you. 
But thank you. Thank you for inviting us into the with God life. And thank you for giving us this gift of time here on earth until that day. May we redeem our time, be wise with our actions and words, especially towards those who are without, to invite them in and change everything about their time on this earth and for all eternity. You are what this all is for. And so with you in mind, may we redeem our time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.